that. Uh, here I'm looking at Andy. I haven't introduced him yet, but uh, you'll. But he is looking good. There you go. <laughs> and my microphone is uh, falling down, but that's okay. We'll figure it you. out. Yeah, I know. All right. Anyways, you're listening to WVLP 103.1 FM, uh, Porter County Buzz, and uh, this I, I'll get this out of the way because I always seem to forget. You can email us at one at, at uh, Porter County PC Buzz 103 at yahoo.com, and uh, nice. Early shout out to the uh, Independent Order of Vaude Fellows who sponsors our show. They are downtown Valpo, Checkwick Lodge number 56. They do a lot of good things with the community and uh, check them out if you like. But, um, anyways, enough about your name. I think you're I'm doing Greg Sims, yes. And the person who just said, and you are, is Andy Bozak, the co host extraordinaire. And uh, without further ado, we have a very, 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 very awesomely special guest. Although she's wearing couch colors in Valpo, but that's okay. Oh, that is that couch colors. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha Burgett, who uh, you work for City of, well, Valpo PD or City of Valpo, something like that. But I'm going to let you explain since you know what you do and who you work for. Gosh, and I, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. I do. I work for Valpo Police Department. <laughs> So you better be careful, Andy, uh, those handcuffs in her pocket. She's not afraid to use she them. She saw me outside. I thought she was going to take me down before the show. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I am joking. So what do you do for the Valpo Police Because you are, are you not an, are you an official officer? No, I'm not an officer. I'm their okay. social worker. So I was hired in September of last year. I'm their first, their first social worker and currently the only social worker. Um, we had an intern from Valpo University as a, a police social work intern. So, um... That was a, a huge help to me, but um, right now I'm the only social worker. Oh, there. they left. They left. They're not here. here <laughs> she she graduated. And we're <laughs> Damn graduation. Why are these kids graduating? <laughs> right. It ruins everything. So are you the first social worker in Porter County? Do you know? Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. so we, we do. There is um, a social worker, and they actually just hired another one um, in Griffith. Lake County Sheriff has a couple social workers. Um, but across the state, and even nationally, this is pretty new. Yes, so, um, like, our, our Indiana police social workers, we meet monthly and talk um, about what each of us are doing because there's really no model for this. So we're all figuring it out together. So, um, whenever, so you will be the model. Right, like, right. Looking to you. Yes, exactly. No, yeah, no. We are, we're all designing the model. Um, we had a big... The first, um, the first in the state, we had a, a national police social work conference at the end of last year, and in Hawaii, in, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> in Bloomington, so close, close oh, enough. Okay. This is beautiful. It's not bad. It was nice, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was interesting though because you think a national. I think we have 16 or so states represented there, but even among all of us, um, when there was a question of, well, what do we do in this situation, the answer was kind of like, well, we do this, but we don't really know. You know, this is, this is what works for us because part of it is that there's not a strong, you know, there's not a model that's been created. But even when there is, even if there was, then every model, the, the same model is not going to work in every community. Yeah. So it's figuring right. out what does your community need and how do you get it for them. So people came from all over the United States to Bloomington. Why Bloomington? How did Bloomington get selected? Bloomington um, has had a few police social workers for a while. Oh. Um, so they their first one, I think, was, I want to say, hired three or four years ago. And so she's been doing it for long enough that they recognized a need. As more departments are getting oh. on board with this, they said, we <laughs> we need to start coming together and picking each other's brains on how to do this. How did they reach out? How did they know who to ask in the United States to get people to come? 
Well, there was there was a few departments throughout Indiana doing it, and so I'm sure they had been in conversation. Whenever a new department um, hires a social worker, it's kind of spreads like wildfire, and everybody oh. congregates together to try and you know join forces and figure out how do we go about doing this effectively. So, is the social worker in response to what happened a few years ago when all those riots were going on, or is this something that's been happening for a while, or? It's been happening um, nationally. I mean, there's there's been places that have had this for some years. Mm -hmm. um, one of the well-known models is Alexandria, Kentucky. That was several years back. I think that the you know the events in recent years definitely increased some communities' call for a social worker, a police social worker. Um, but here, I know prior to me coming, um, Chief Ballin, it was one of his big initiatives. I'm going to get a social worker <laughs> here. So now, did you ever ask him why? And I guess if, maybe we can have him on but what made him say you know what I want this for our department oh I hope he's listening to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want to speak for him and I and I know we've talked about it before um, he saw a need I mean he says all the okay. time you know I, I just saw a huge need in our community um, a lot of police calls are not you know, it's not crime occurring, it's social service calls. When when people need help, who do we call? We're trying to call 911. Right, right. So people call for all kinds of all kinds of things and a lot of times it's not a policing, okay. you know, issue or duty. So um, having a social worker is an extra tool. I know Chief Ballon has taken a, a he's by the way, he's not the good Ballon. The good Ballon is the dentist that I go to that's out in Chesterton, that's his brother. Just in case he is listening, I'm throwing that out there. Uh, but I know that he's taken the community policing model very seriously in Valparaiso, and this is part of the push that he's done. Mm -hmm. um, what what is it that you guys do? Are you a, you're not trained as a police officer, right? You don't carry a weapon type of thing, or do you? Or you can't weapons. Yeah, I don't know. Lethal. And if I'm yes. asking things that are private, please just say, "Shut up." <laughs> no, no, no. You're right. Um, I don't. I don't carry. Um, I, I am trained in de-escalation and mental mm -hmm. health first aid and things like that. Um, so my job is never to replace an officer, but to respond when it's not, you know, when there's not a need for someone trained in law enforcement. We have very different trainings, right? right. Law enforcement always is going to be safety first, and I am there to help those who are falling through the cracks. Oftentimes, there's mm -hmm. not, there's nothing illegal occurring. Um, it's just people that need help. Yeah. So um, my referrals <laughs> come all types of ways. Um, the officers know that they can reach out while they're on scene, and sometimes they do that. If it's something, I generally work like eight to five. Um, so if it's something that doesn't happen while I'm on station, um, then sometimes they'll call if it's you know time sensitive. But a lot of times they'll send me something after the fact. So um, they'll send me an email or message, call whatever, um, slip something under my door, asking me to <laughs> ask me asking me to reach out to somebody. Um, okay, like a follow up kind right, of thing. Right, exactly. Um, so they don't have to be there while you're addressing the situation. It's not you and a police officer all the time. Sometimes, it's, maybe, sometimes but, yeah. yeah, it totally depends. If they call me on scene, and probably they are, are they are still there, and so I'll go and respond in addition. Um, but like I said, a lot of times it's I just do a follow up. Okay. Um, so, but I also review our reports, and so if I feel like I should reach out to to somebody um, that had an engagement with one of our officers, and I can do that. Um, one of the big things that's really important to me, and I, I think makes my job infinitely easier, is building relationships with with different agencies throughout the community. So the longer I'm here, um, 
the more and the more connections I build, other agencies are seeing that sometimes if they don't know where to direct a client, then they can call me and maybe I have <laughs> yeah, a different idea. So yeah, so yeah. which is great though because yeah. we all, I mean, we all it takes collaboration to to do anything effectively in this case. So wow. um, so other agencies reach out, but the longer I'm here, also community members sometimes just show up and say I need help. Um, I need a social worker wow. so they can walk in and request. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes they call. I get a, I get calls every now and again from concerned family or friends saying, "Can you help this?" person um, now what if they're outside of Valpo I mean are you just the city of Valpo I am just Valpo but I mean I don't think many social workers say <laughs> no you're out of my area I can't help you <laughs> it does happen but I am Valpo <laughs> okay. and who is it that you so uh, is there a conflict of interest do you report to another police officer do you report directly to, to Chief Ballin do you report to the City Council how does this work to keep everything you in your separate space so it's not a conflict between you and an mm -hmm. officer yeah I work for the Valpo Police Department so really all of administration okay. um, and I collaborate together and I report to all of them is there ever a situation that uh, you know they're not sure if it's a case for you and you have to decide, or do they make that decision, or just? Well, when I was hired on, nobody really knew. I mean, all the officers were saying, "What do Here's we?" Here's the desk. Here you yeah. go. See you later. Well, I mean, kind of. What What do we refer to you? And I was like, I guess refer everything to me initially because then we can sort out, you know, what I can and can't, what what I can effectively handle. Um, so it's been a learning process for all of us. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I do, I tell them, I say, send everything if you even question it. You know, I think, you know, I'm kind of biased, but I say a social worker can help in a lot of different ways. So even if That's you don't know, even if you don't know, yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah, I, social workers are trained to handle whatever, you know, mm -hmm. comes. I don't, I think we've all learned, like, I don't carry a magic wand. I can't just solve everything, but I, I'll do whatever I can to help. So now there's a rumor flying around Andy that uh, this person at the table also is a professor who teaches classes at VU. <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, 18 years old, you are you a professor? Just a rumor, I don't know. Maybe the rumor I say that as a compliment just so we know. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. I So I graduated VU in 2020 um, with, awesome. so, with degrees in social work and criminology. So um, I graduated there and uh, I went to IUPUI like I started my master yeah I started my master's program probably like a week and a half before I graduated undergrad so um, I did it in a year I moved to Indy for a year worked in housing I was working with young adults experiencing homelessness in the city so I got a ton of experience there got my master's came back um, so I while I was in undergrad, well, before, let me let me go back to that. So so that's why I'm I'm teaching there. I had a lot of connections, of course, from going to school there, and I ran a lot of different programs in the community while I was in undergrad. Awesome. So they knew me and they knew my my heart for the work. So um, the sociology department asked me to come on as adjunct. So um, I've taught juvenile delinquency. I'm, I just wrapped up the um, sociology internship class there, and so in the fall, I'd said I would never teach a new class there because I don't have time to build a curriculum and they said will you teach a restorative justice class in the fall I was I hesitant I know I said I said has it been no exactly I said has it been taught and they were like no and I said I'll do it <laughs> so yeah I teach adjunct That's there awesome. but, oh my gosh yeah. Oh, you're yeah. gonna be busy. We're not right? gonna know what to call you with all these titles coming this Wait, way. Here's what we need to do. We need to steal her to Porter County. <laughs> She's not just on fire. Well, some county councilmen yeah. can use some counseling. <laughs> not pointing any fingers, you know. Well, it does seem like it. I know she hasn't explained exactly what they do or some of the examples of what, what the, the jobs that they get sent on, but it sounds like this is a very helpful. Um, 
position for not just Valpo, but the county and mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Burns Harbor because I have to live in Burns Well, Harbor. did you hear she's also criminology? So that kind of, if you didn't have that criminology, do you think Chief Ballon would have, I mean, is that, was that a, one of the indicators that put you in this position because you have that criminology background as well as social work? I don't, I don't necessarily think it was the degree that, you know, I know that they were looking for somebody with an MSW, so I have my master's mm -hmm. in social work. Um, I'm I think glad you told me what that was because I hadn't. <laughs> Most people don't. It's okay. <laughs> um, but I think um, I, I know that a huge benefit in my case was um, I had built a lot of connections in the community while I was an undergrad. So I moved here in 2016. I grew up in Fowler, a little cornfield down by West Lafayette. Um, oh, okay. So I came here in 2016 to go to VU. Um, I did four days of nursing school, realized I, I despised the medical component. Um, wow. So yeah, I, I was going through the VU catalog and I was like, social work? I don't know what that is, but it sounds like I've been doing it for years. Um, so That's when, funny, you said you don't know what it is because some of the listeners might not either. You might right. want to Social work, I mean, it's does. a specific, it's a, it's a very general term, social <laughs> workers. I mean, we do just all kinds of things. There's, I mean, a social worker can really be put anywhere as we're learning, as social workers yeah. start being put in these different governmental agencies and you know we've been in the social service arena but being in law enforcement is pretty new so you're kind of like um, the nice face versatile. of any organization is that what I gather I yeah mean, I mean a lot yeah. Smile. Yeah, over, yeah over time I, I think a lot of uh corporate you know corporations a lot of just a lot of different agencies are recognizing the need um so Anyway, before, so I guess to your question about um, the criminology degree, I think it was more the connections than the experience. So a lot of people say, oh, you look awful young to be doing any of this. But um, when I was in undergrad, so before undergrad even, when I, um, people ask all the time, why did you want to do social work? And I say, I don't think I really wanted to do social work. I think like I was born to do social work. <laughs> you know, as cheesy as it sounds, some of my earliest thoughts are like thinking about all these different ways I could go and just help people. And I didn't know what that would look like, but. Um, and by the way, Andy, she, she's got a uh, Unity Cafe <laughs> at uh, the New Hope, Living Hope, Living Hope. Church, church I know, on Fridays. What's a Unity Cafe? Oh, yeah. that's the thing. They were at the dinner. dinner. Yes. Oh, well, tell uh -huh. us about See, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me let I me work. Let me work. Time. You should come. You should. We always have yeah. really good food. This is my first food. invite. Oh. oh my God, you're such a liar. Official. I've invited him many times. He did, but he well, wouldn't well, tell twice. me really what was going on. I was like, am I gonna be the third wheel? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's free food, so you really can't lose. Um, but. Yeah, so Unity Cafe. I'll, I'll walk you through my process, my story here, and then I'll get to the to where we are now with the cafe so I don't miss big chunks. Um, so. <laughs> Real quick, before you get started, yes. Greg has to do a station identifier. Then we can go. Yeah, you're listening to this, this craziness going on right now. It's on WVLP 103.1 FM, Porter County Buzz. Uh, I'm the one of the hosts, Greg Sims, co-host Andy Bozak, and you've been listening to an extraordinary community member plus worker in our community, uh, Samantha Burgess. Very smiling, <laughs> very young, holy cow. But in a good way, again, not, yes. not in the yes. ageism way. Holy moly, I know I'm feeling old. But anyways, yes, so go ahead, Sam. Uh, before you were rudely interrupted by me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was saying um, social work, um, how I got into social work. I don't think I ever really got into social work. Um, I just kind of was like born doing it. So um, 
when I was, like I said, when even when I was little, I had these thoughts of, oh, I'll go and I'll work in villages in Africa or something. I didn't know what Africa was. I did eventually get there. Um, I went, did I did, you really? I did a, a couple, a, a couple trips in Uganda and Kenya. Um, a couple trips. Yes. My goodness, yes. you are a world traveler. That is awesome. So, so I had to feel out whether that was my path or not. Eventually, I said, oh, I think I can be more effective here, where I can communicate and stuff. And you were going to become travel. a nurse. If doing all this stuff, you were going to be a nurse. Yeah. Well, I, that's what I thought I would go be a nurse, you know, overseas or something. But um, so anyway, yeah, I went. I think a lot of social workers go through that where we say, oh, we'll work with foster youth or we'll be a, I want time I wanted to be a vet, you know, when I was little or, you know, all these different paths. Um, so when I was in high school, I, uh, I had a classmate who I knew he was struggling. I knew he had a terrible time at home. Um, I started kind of helping him out. I did not know what DCS was at the time. Um, so here I was just, oh, you need food? I'm going to bring you some food, oh. that type of thing. So I, I learned. That's sad. That, I mean, that's awesome. sad that there's a kid in high school. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, there's yeah. so, so yeah. many. So, so I, you know, I, I was kind of just doing it on that micro level. Um, I see a need, so I'm going to, you know, figure out what to do to help you. Um, and then I, I realized over time, wow, this isn't one kid or one family. This is like a whole community. Benton County is rural. There's very few resources. And so I thought, how can I do this on a larger scale? Because I'm seeing this happening with more and more cam uh, classmates and families. So um, I... <laughs> I learned how to apply for a grant, a grant through the Community Foundation. Um, in so, and yeah, when I was, I think I was a junior in high school. So I, um, I figured out how to apply for this grant, and I, um, I was working at a restaurant at the time. So I got them to do a little fundraiser. Um, we raised money. The school let me start a mentoring program. So I took, uh, you know, like who the counselors would label at risk or vulnerable junior high students, and then paired them with junior and senior, uh, senior high students, um, and did kind of like a big brothers big sisters model so I started that that was kind of my jump in into social work that's how I learned how to do this you know on a larger scale so um, I did that and then I graduated and I had right before I graduated high school I learned about the National Safe Place program which is those yellow signs on fire stations yeah. exactly so kids I mean the idea is kids know if I am in crisis or I need help I can go to these public places where their staff has been trained on who to send me to and how to help me so I brought that program that was a national program brought it to Benton County and so that also kind of immersed me in state funding and figuring out, you know, hmm. how to do all this. So, um, and now there's a Burgett Park down the street. At 20 years old, this girl has this lady <laughs> woman has accomplished more than I have. Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. That's true. You <laughs> have to shut up, That's true. Shut up, well, really thanks. Cool. So, so that was See, kind of my. You know, <laughs> she earned that. Girl, she earned that. Absolutely. <laughs> that was my jump in. So, flash forward, I came here in 2016 to go to VU. Um, I was used to being in this little community where I felt totally needed and knew everyone and was very connected. And I came here and was like, wow, I go to class and then I sit in my dorm room and I feel totally unneeded and very <laughs> lonely here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what am I doing? So, um, I wandered down to the Boys and Girls Club and I was like, hmm. can I volunteer here? And they were like, oh, well, we'll hire you. And so I started running their teen program um, and I was seeing the kids I worked with the teenagers, and I, coming from Benton County, I didn't even know the kids could get arrested. I didn't know what juvenile detention was, um, and I started seeing my kids. Well, they would. Have a boring county down. There. We, yeah, <laughs> right. There's, there's 
there's just nothing. There's no resources. Um, that was a joke. Yeah, 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 right. No, so um, so I was seeing that happen in the kids. They would be, you know, incarcerated for a couple weeks, come back, and they would be acting like totally different kids. I'm like, you don't smoke and you don't curse, and why are you doing all these things all of a sudden? Um, and so oh, they would come out worse. So they would come and it would, and I would see these behaviors that you know I had not noticed in them before. And so um, I, being what, why, why I was created this way, I don't know. But I, you know, saw a need again and thought, wow, what am I gonna do? So um, I worked with one of my classmates at VU and one of my criminology instructors. Um, they got we together got a mentoring program started at the detention center in town. So um, I was running that mentoring program there. Totally fell in love with the population. Is this here in Porter County? Mm -hmm. so, Allison Cox, is she mm -hmm. one of you? So, so you know Allison. Oh, yeah. See the little connections that you didn't realize were intertwined in our mm -hmm. community? Yeah, so totally. She knows Greg yeah. I already felt that for her. So, totally. Oh, wrong one. You win. Where is it? He's never, there you go. Look at that. I'm going to give a round of applause. Yeah, I'm just going, what the no, hell that's, is he doing? That's amazing, though, that you took the time and effort to see that. I mean, and I assume, and I don't know, you, you didn't have kids at the time, or you don't have kids now, I don't know, but like, <laughs> you went out there and saw that. She's like, adopted 20 kids. Uh, so apparently now it's like, yeah. A lot of kids, but I, I foster, so I, I don't have, you know, bios, but I really? do I do foster, foster parenting, too? yeah, so. so. How do you have time? <laughs> I just, I love what I do, so I keep say. doing it. Um, that would be really hard, I would think, to foster. Not to get off subject, just because you, you developed that relationship with mm -hmm, them, that would be my mm -hmm. idea, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm totally. Sorry. No. Sorry, go back to you. No, yeah, no. No, please stop whenever. So, um, yeah, so I was running that, that detention, so the um, reentry program in the detention center. Fell in love with the kids, applied to work there as an officer. So oh. I was, so I'm in undergrad. So you used to be a county employee, too. Yeah, so I was working as a detention officer um, and, you know, saw. There's there's a, like a lot of really exciting initiatives happening within juvenile justice, um, and it was kind of starting more so to take place when I was there. Um, but I was seeing a, a big need for programming that would work with kids on the inside and as they transition out. So um, I they let me start running the program so I'd work with the kids on the inside and then if they wanted to continue working on the outside together then we would do that and I would you know do group group uh, sessions focusing on things like empowerment life skills what are your goals how are we going to work Is that together the kid or the parent with the kids and the, the kid have to make that Pri commitment primarily with the older kids because with you know it's hard with younger kids and you know more but would they make that commitment to do it voluntarily yeah it's all it was awesome. totally voluntarily so um, That's cool. yeah and so I would without the parents Forcing. That's why I was asking. Exactly. No, exactly, exactly. And so sometimes it didn't, you know, if they're minors, so of course it's going to involve the family in some capacity, but um, it was the older ones because they have more, you know, they have the ability and, and you know, more ability to say, I want to do this, so this is mm -hmm. what I need. Um, so anyway, I was running that program. Um, and then at the, uh, shortly after, so I'm still an undergrad, shortly after I had the opportunity to do an inside out exchange program at Westville Prison. So they take university students, so VU did this, COVID has kind of hindered it, but um, pre-COVID every year, I believe it was every year, they would take a group of 15 university students into the prison and then 15 women incarcerated there and we would have class together. So I took that class um, when I was probably a, I think a sophomore. I think they made an exception. I was a sophomore, and I took that that class. And um, so one she's of she's way wise beyond her. Well, yeah, as we've heard. I, 
looking at an 18 year old there. She's 35. She's an old soul with a young body. Right, right, right. So I took that class and our, our end of the semester assignment was create some kind of program, you know, that could be implemented here. And me and my group, there was a, a guy, Raymond, who was incarcerated there and we were in a group together and um, he, we, we were like, why would we waste our time creating something and then not do anything with it? So um, we created this reentry program as our class project and then um, we lost contact, of course, once the class ended. I came out. Um, I, uh, there was a professor who had started a reading group in the prison right after that and when he, when classes started back up in the fall and he couldn't juggle both of those things he knew I love the group and would run the group and so I took of over course, the group yeah of course. so Sign her up for something else. right right and so she puts that hat on yeah, yeah so I was running the programs uh, concurrently in the detention center and the prison um, while in school and so um, I over time, I thought, wow, I, once I graduate, my internships were able to be those those programs. And so I was getting school credit and I was able to kind of, that's how I was able to do it for free. Uh, As I got closer to graduation, I realized I'm not, I'm going to have to work a job. I'm not going to be able to, <laughs> you know, I was working, but I wasn't working full time and had scholarships and didn't have to financially support myself at the time that much. And so, um, so I realized I was going to need some money to actually continue Just doing this. Stuff right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And so um, I thought, wow, if I was a nonprofit, I could start getting resources here. So I bought a little nonprofit for Dummies book online. <laughs> um, really happened. Don't recommend it, but it worked for me. <laughs> um, I just watch a YouTube yeah. video. Right, right. So I bought the book. I talked to my friends who worked, <laughs> I don't know, ran businesses, um, did a lot of Google and somehow filed the paperwork and got my nonprofit status. So November of 2019, I had a nonprofit, um, and then I had What's two community change center. Community so, change center, cool. Yes. So we had two homes in the Glen Park neighborhood of Gary donated at that same time. So wow. that kind of added in to the nonprofit already. Yep. What? To yeah, to me slash the nonprofit. Wow. Um, so. Um, that was kind of so I was able to go back into the prison, reconnect with Raymond, who we had voluntarily go into the prison. Volunteer, voluntarily, <laughs> thank you. Thank, I get that a lot. Um, to go back, and I was like, "Hey, guess what? We have a nonprofit now." <laughs> so That's cool. is, is he still in? Or no, is he... he's out. So he's on my board. No and, way. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So he's uh, helps helps significantly on the board of directors. Um, so. Now, um, where does that put us? So that was all undergrad. She's like, that was before um, I was 16. That, that was, was 16. <laughs> that, that was, I guess, pre previous to like 22, I suppose. So that was an undergrad. Had a medical license. <laughs> so I graduated undergrad. Well, COVID. Such, I didn't say no. It's too I didn't know. I did see an A. I got it, but I did. I never came, did not become a nurse. Maybe next life. Um, so yeah, you're doing a lot this life right now. <laughs> yeah. and thank you from our community. So, well, wow, I appreciate it's it. Crazy. It's exciting. Yeah. So um, I'm almost done. So okay, no, <laughs> so graduate undergrad. Um, co well, COVID hit, shut down our internal programming. Yeah. I was really conflicted about taking time to go to leave all the people that I was working with and leave the community for a time to go to Indy for grad school. Um, it was supposed to be in person. So I moved to mm. Indy. Um, and I started my classes in May. 
graduated undergrad in May, started my master's program. Um, VU's program, social work is accredited, so I was able to do the program in a year for my master's. So um, it worked out, nothing, you know, obviously nothing about COVID was good, but it, the timing had shut down my internal programs and the facilities, so I was like, well, if I'm gonna Did do it, I should, I should probably do it now. Yeah. So I went to Indy, did my master's, worked in housing and got a lot of experience there. Um, I was desperate to come back and continue the work I, that I'd been doing. Um, so I came back in March of tw last year, 2020, what year, 2021, it really did. Um, so I came back and during, during the re that time, I mean, we were only really able to relaunch in Westville prison, like five months ago. So it was a year and a half when we weren't able to be on the inside. So really we were just working with people we'd already been connected with. Doing is that like, cause isn't Westville got a part of the prison that's like super max and it's been yeah. on, are those the guys you're working with or it's the less? We do the, the in times? our dorm, the ones who are close to release because when we're talking about re-entry, re it makes more sense to work with those oh, yeah, who are like six months like rather than, I would love to work with the ones who are, you know, got <laughs> however many decades till still to go, but um, it makes more sense, you know. Did halo over her head as well? <laughs> just trying to keep up I, with her man. I, I would just like, I mean, I, I, my, I love getting to say that that hour and a half when I'm in the prison every week is like the most humbling hour and a half of my entire week because these are guys who are so stigmatized by the oh, yeah. by society and so to be able mm -hmm. to go in and talk as people, they're more grateful and, and more intelligent. I mean, these are guys who are choosing to spend, they're not getting time cuts, they're not getting anything mm. for being there they're just saying I want to talk about something positive and I want to think about how do I give back to the community when I'm released so um, I love that program but are, are these uh, are you dealing dealing with people that are in there for weed for marijuana is um, that like something that you see a lot it's no not it's okay. not it's generally harder stuff than that they they generally wouldn't that's like a jail more so okay. than a prison oh. thing so um, that's what I was asking. I was just wondering how involved you were with that initiative and people getting arrested for marijuana and oh, stuff like got that. You. Yeah, I mean, I don't. The, with the reentry, I'm more on the backside, yeah, right? Yeah, so right. there's preventative and there's intervention. And with the reentry work, I'm definitely on the interve intervention part. Um, which kind of by the nature of it is preventative because if you're helping somebody, you're helping their family or their future sure. family. So, yeah. I mean, it does, you know, we do it in that way, but that the reentry work is in oh, more sorry, intervention. I didn't mean to get off subject again. No, 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 totally. Nothing new for me. Our listeners are like, which way are they going today? <laughs> we warned you, <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, the, to your question, the guys, I mean, which one is that? <laughs> about, yeah, about why, why are they there? I mean, anything, I mean, you know, any smaller stuff to armed robbery or murder. She I mean, every, by the way. she said smaller <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was pointing at the wall, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's actual um, murderers that you're dealing with too that want to get get better and, and want to be a, a positive influence on society. People, yeah, people who have, I mean, yeah, have been involved in all kinds of things and and are just, you know, the whole this it started as a reading group and really was not intended to be reentry geared and what it kind of organically happened because the guys what they most wanted to talk about was how can I give back to my community how can I be more integrated in the community how do I form these relationships and you know get out and, and be successful 
Um, so it, especially it, with that stigma, as you right. mentioned, being in prison, it's yeah. it's got to be hard to be a volunteer in that mm -hmm. situation because if they do background checks, you got to answer those questions. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Yep. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah. So. Are you, are you um, covering everything as like, to, when you say re-entry, is that how to get a job and stuff like that detail mm -hmm. and, and helping them set them up? Or yeah, no? so what I found is generally we have to start with just basic empowerment um, because people, you know, when you're incarcerated, there's so much stigma, especially prison is different than jail, is different than, you know, just like probation. So um, when you've been incarcerated and you'd feel that stigma and you know, and some of them, I mean, some of them, their family, everybody they know completely cut them off when they were arrested and so if you have nobody and if you're treated in such a manner then when somebody treats you as a human um, then mm -hmm. sometimes it takes time though I mean I ask when we start with the ground like very basic what do you like about yourself and when people just give you this blank stare like I don't you know I've never thought about that I don't know then it's a matter oftentimes I have to say well I noticed this about you and I love that or uh -huh. we go around the group and we say what do you see you know the person next to you what do you see in them just to help like build build them up build each other up so I think that's how we should start show Gretchen has to say something nice about me and I might even return the favor. Damn. <laughs> it's gonna take me a while. <laughs> yes, I gotta listen to So like some of these people that have been incarcerated, maybe I'm thinking too much about re-entry. But are they like have been in prison for 20, 30 years? Do they not know what cell phones are? Like, do you have to go over stuff like technology? Like, hey guys, you're gonna deal with social media, and that's a life-changing thing for Sometimes for the for a lot of times for the worst in my opinion, but um, you know. Twitter. Yes. So I mean, did you go over that stuff? Because you yeah. can really get a lot of trouble on Facebook if you're not smart. Yeah, it, technology of course is difficult. We're even going in as a volunteer. Everybody's pat searched, and you can't take anything in. And uh, you know, we can take papers and folders and stuff like that, but we you obviously can't take technology in to to teach that. But we a few weeks ago we did how to send an email so I have a little you know screenshot of what it looks like on Gmail to send and so we practice writing out and somebody says well you know my probation officer told me they were gonna violate me if I didn't stop yelling at them via email what does that even mean and he was like typing <laughs> oh, in all, he was like and he kept he was sending his emails in all caps and they were like quit yelling and he didn't understand and so like we talk about things like you know we just talk about things kind of funny. <laughs> Andy does that to me every time he texts me I'm like, what the heck? Why <laughs> do all caps with Greg? Yeah, it's but you're right. Very... It does feel like uh, very attacking. <laughs> yeah. if I email all caps. But if that person doesn't know, yeah, you know, right. my, my literally did not know. He used to use all caps. That <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you can't do that. Yeah, it's the and yeah, I mean, people. I they. I don't think I've come across. No, I haven't come across anybody that doesn't know like what a cell phone is or how to work it. But definitely like. You know, what is LinkedIn? What do people use Facebook for? What do you, what is not, you know, what doesn't exist anymore? Somebody brought up like MySpace or, you know, things, <laughs> oh, things that's that. really interesting. Yeah, I mean, thinking, cause yeah, there are guys that have been down for decades. Um, so it's a lot of, you know, bringing, bringing people up to speed, talking about what it's like now, how do we, so previous, the, over the past month or two, we've done the job, like the job flow. Mm -hmm. So we do first, um, we first we write resumes and cover letters and we practice interviewing and then we say okay now now you're gonna send your follow-up email and then you're gonna practice okay you got the job so now we talk about stress stress management and coping skills and how you know when this person really makes you angry when you're at work what are you gonna do um, that type of thing so it's all those basic skills that a lot of us don't think about but if you've never been taught it and you haven't had to exercise it in years if you ever did learn it now I'm gonna throw this out there you know what I have a feeling it's gonna come down the road just a little bit 
she'll be opening up a bakery <laughs> and be hiring all the people that have a hard time getting a job. It's going to be... I must have told you that was one of my pipeline Are you goals. serious? <laughs> <laughs> Is this real? You just let out the secret, bro. Do you have a um, location in mind? <laughs> Give me a building, guys, and it'll be there in like a one month. <laughs> So do you guys also set these um, gentlemen and ladies? Uh, is it guys and girls? We don't have we don't have women's prisons up here. Oh, okay. um, oh. so yeah. Wow. So they were just saying, like, do they do, like do you get them suits and, and stuff like that for interviews? They're nice clothes. It doesn't have to be suits, but you guys set them up. Yeah. So yeah. So COVID COVID all but one of our men were released or transferred to work release or some other facility when we had that year and a half when we couldn't be in there. So we lost contact with a lot of the guys who had been in our program initially. And so we're still rebuilding. And so we have a group of guys. We've Some have been sent from our program to work release now. So they're closer to getting out. Um, some some are just you know most are just still waiting in limbo so um but we do our homes in glen park so we had these donated and <laughs> it was sort of hilarious i was I'm forever grateful but the the story of the homes is Why, so funny so not no they're maybe like 15 minutes away so um so we had this <laughs> these two it's homes haunted, greg <laughs> yeah, yeah it must be it's gotta be that's where she's going <laughs> These these two homes so these two um, haunted homes no not quite <laughs> I hope not oh, um, <laughs> the next door to a haunted home yeah right so so I the two homes were offered to me and knowing that I probably had like hundred and fifty dollars in the bank account and no experience with this I was like I think I should just take one um, so they donated the one and then I. <laughs> I always watch for signs, you know, am I on the right track, am I, and um, I was getting a lot of calls over the next several months from guys in Porter County Jail saying, do you have housing, do you have, you know, and so I kind of took, I was like, okay, I, I should just take the second one, if it's offered, I gotta take the second one, so the first home is is now livable, it's ready, finally, it was a lot of me YouTubing how to do this rehab, so I rehabbed a lot of the house, like, off, off of the internet, well, as they, well, well, so that might potentially be in the works. We're working with work release what? now to see if can they come in and do if they can come and potentially maybe come and do community service and and yeah the, I mean I, I think in my previous group I probably had a whole construction crew yeah, that, you know in the yeah. reentry group but it's a matter of waiting until they get out. So I found some people with a heart for the work that um, you know just I paid them two hundred bucks and do the plumbing in the whole house you know things like that. So. Um, so the first house is ready. The second one, um, I'm meeting a roofer out there sometime this week to get the second one going. So, um, so yeah, we people donate a lot of nice clothing, and so we have it there for them so that they can go and do That's interviews really cool. and have clothes and stuff like that. So, so. Um, the community, so with COVID having shut down our internal programming, before we relaunched in Westville, we really took time to, to build up the community-based programming like Greg's talking about. So and this I, is all you're doing not through the Valparaiso, right? This correct. is your uh, organization. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Amazing. thanks. So, yeah, so Valpo PD is my no, day, my day job. And then, yeah, I'm and just, then this I is my... I want them to know this is you <laughs> yeah. and you, Samantha. Yeah. 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 And you know, she doesn't sleep. She's a robot. <laughs> yeah. She's a robot. <laughs> yeah, basically. There's only one way to get all this stuff. Uh, yeah so that brings us to the unity cafe you're talking about so the, focusing on the community-based stuff the question is okay people are coming back to the community we've been working with them but now we need these wraparound resources accessible services that they can access to help them be successful when they get out so 
um, we partnered with NEO, the Alternative High School in Portage, and they fund us a teacher. So we're able to have very, very low barrier adult education classes in Gary at 15th and Grant. So we Teaching run that. Technology or what? Teach for like for what used to be the GED. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, so we do. So for people that oh, don't have a high school, is the GED turned into the task, turned into the high set recently? Oh man! <laughs> if someone tells me they have that, I would be like, I don't right? Know. We call it GED <laughs> yeah. just so people know what we're talking yeah. about. Um, so we have the, that program so when people come out and they need their education we're able to funnel them there without all the hoops that you have to go through a lot of times to get people in programs. Um, so we have the adult ed program so they pay for our teacher and then I send interns and I check in there every, you know, once a week or whatever and kind of we have that. They don't have those programs in the jails? Yeah, there are, but for people that have not gotten it while they were on the inside, gotcha. then so okay. yeah, wow. and we do. We kind of use it as a preventative piece too. A lot of people are, you know, cycling in and out of the justice system, not doing long stints to where they could get their diploma, you know, get their equivalency. But you catch the lingo that's going on here. This is not using acronyms. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so if you're not doing, yeah, if you're not doing, if you're not like serving a, a long term. But I think one of the things that you, you do, um, and you said a, that a lot of people know this or take it for granted, I don't think our youth does. And, and maybe you could talk a little bit about what the schools are teaching, but interviewing and, and going through filling out your application and resume. I do the hiring for my company, and a lot of those are horrible. You're mm -hmm. like, what are you thinking? Why would you put that on there? Why is there a picture of you with a low-cut shirt on there? You know, there's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's huge what you're doing because, you know, I know I, the, the, there's a lot of resumes that might be really good that come in front of me. I just throw to the side because, I mean, they might be really good people, but the, the resume is horrible. Right. And it really does. I mean, this day and age, you need to get that face. So I don't mean to go mm -hmm. backwards, but I no, just, that totally. is awesome that you guys are doing Thank that. you. Thanks. So then what Greg brought up, the really one of the really new exciting initiatives is the Unity Cafe. Oh, so, yeah. yes, we made it. I probably haven't invited. <laughs> You're so oh invited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's invited every week. Every week. <laughs> So a big piece of what we encounter with the, you know, people post-incarceration encounter is that stigma and how do we, you know, I say all the time, if I like, if my car, when my car broke down, people, you know, offered to let me borrow their car. I had family that was able to say, you can drive our spare car. If I were to suddenly lose my apartment for whatever reason, I know that there's plenty of people I could go to and, you know, sleep on their couch for however long. Um, but a lot of people don't have that. So, um... One of the big, my big passions in my personal life and my one of the many, by the way, if you <laughs> one of my many passions is figuring out how do we mix up social groups and get people who wouldn't necessarily interact in a meaningful way. How do we make those interactions happen naturally? Um, so and so it's how also do you bring Greg down from that. Oh my God! <laughs> Tell us normal people. I was wondering how that was gonna intermix. <laughs> providing a, a safe therapeutic environment for people to come so if you you know think about Friday nights what do people do on Friday nights a lot of the time eat pizza I drink beer. watch a movie <laughs> okay if you drink beer right and so if you're in we say we're all recovering from something it's not always substances alcohol whatever right it can be grief trauma well, daily right no, 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 no 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 totally not 
No, but if <laughs> here's a tissue for, leave. <laughs> for people who, you know, are in recovery and don't drink or don't, you know, yeah. if those are harder nights and when that's a night when a lot of I people see. say, I'm going to go out tonight, you know, and then where do you go, you know, in a, in a safe, like wholesome environment um, where there's no drinking and there's just, you know, po pro-social positive things to engage in people to connect with. Yeah. Good food. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Wait, where's this food from? So generally it's from my kitchen. Um, You're my <laughs> Just know, I'm going to ask you for a potato soup. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so we site plug. Um, we're always looking for people that want to cook a meal. So let me know yeah. if anybody wants to ever like How either just come. Yeah, my I'll give my info. It's broadcasted everywhere. So do you want me to give it now or do you? Yeah, want? So perfect. Yeah. So you can on Facebook. It's Community Change Center. We are one. Our website is www.weareone. It's all spelled out, inc, inc .org. Um, My number is 219-885-9560. You can look me up at the Valparaiso Police Department. You can, my, my, you can basically come. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> My my numbers. That was Andy Bozik that said that, by the way. Greg Sims. Yeah. Well, I always joke. I say I'm the, the not. I'm like the least difficult person to get a hold of. My cell phone numbers on a big banner hanging out in Gary. So I, you, anybody can reach me. Um, so different show. I would have had a lot of jokes on that one, but not this one. But now to give to give Sam a little plug here. You know, I've gone to that Unity Cafe a couple times. And I, the first time I had no idea what the what am I walking into, and I, it was a little surprised if you know how many people are there. What do you guys do? Oh, with? maybe twelve ish people. And yeah. Where? People that were let released recently? It's everybody. So the oh, point this has is, nothing to do with them. Is, this is well, so it's one, it's a good plug. So when I have people who are isolated or need somewhere, just need somewhere positive to go, I send them there. When mm -hmm. I have friends or colleagues that want to go hang out, I say, come to the cafe. <laughs> when I when I encounter anybody, I say, come to the cafe. And it really is a way to bring us all together. Mm -hmm. Good food. Mm -hmm. um, so we're there 11 to 3 on Wednesdays. During that time, a lot of people are working, but there's a lot of people that work second shift or aren't working right now or whatever. And so we do workshops. So we a lot of Wednesdays we have a meditative yoga. Um, we're incorporating some financial workshops, some different you know different life skills. Neither one of us know how to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome anyway. <laughs> so Wednesdays are more of our workshop days, and then Fridays. So generally, maybe we have. 10, five, I don't know, like eight to 10 people on Wednesdays, but, um, and we launched this about six weeks ago, so it's pretty oh, good. It's new. It's yeah. new. Yeah, it's new. So and so cool. it picked up steam really quickly. Um, yeah, so, the free food keeps getting right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so Wednesdays we have snackies. Don't expect, to, if we have leftovers, we have like leftovers on Wednesdays. We don't have a big meal on Wednesday, but we always have food and good mm -hmm. coffee. Um, so then Fridays, um, we do, we probably average 10 to 15 people on Fridays right now. Um, we are, we're there 4 to 8 on Friday evenings. 4.30 to 5.30, Recovery Connection sends us a peer recovery coach to come and facilitate a support group. So it's just general. It's not, you know, it's not an AA meeting. It's not NH. It's just general. What are we struggling with? How can we support each other? Um, that's 4.30 to 5.30 and then followed by free dinner. So dinner. Mm -hmm. It's always pretty that's good. Exactly. Always pretty good. <laughs> and, and Last time, well, a couple of weeks, Fridays ago, they had a, a guy with a guitar playing some nice music, mm -hmm. and uh, you just sit at a table, and you just, it was nice conversations. That's, that's always nice, and, and it's yeah. an opportunity to meet new people. Yeah. Right, And exactly. of course, you know, you get hit with a lot of questions, who are you, what do you do, all that kind of stuff, and it, you, you just, just make things up. I mean, you know, I said I'm Andy Bozik, you know? <laughs> you said, remember to 
Greg, you yeah. got to do a station. And, and speaking of which, yes, uh, let's do a job here. Uh, you're listening to 103.1 FM WVLP uh, Community Radio, and this is Porter County Buzz. You can catch us. If you have any questions or comments or whatever, uh, feel free to email us at pcbuzzbuzz103 at yahoo.com. And uh, we're sponsored by the Indian Independent Order of Oddfellows, uh, Chequick Lodge 56 in good old downtown Valparaiso. And uh, I'm Greg Sims, co-host Andy Bozik, and you've been listening to and being entertained. And actually, I'm just kind of tired. List not tired. I'm exhausted wow. at the amount of things there that she's go. doing. That's, that's, that's what it is. You didn't bore him to sleep. Oh, oh my God, no. Oh, wow. But, but uh, Samantha Burgett. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Interrupt me again. Go ahead. We got to know, because, I mean, we covered a lot today, but give us, like, one. what does a social worker do? Like, one, one case. What, one that would be a good example of what you do overall. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one because there's no people always want to know what is our typical day or what do you what yeah, do you do? And the answer, <laughs> yeah, the answer is kind of everything, everything and anything. Um, so a lot of my time, like I said, is spent networking and building relationships with other agencies. But what um, kind with, of person needs your help? Yeah. What kind of person would a social worker be called for? Uh, all kinds of issues. I mean, we get substance use. Um, we get oh. we're through actually related to that. So we're launching a police assisted recovery initiative so um, the concept of getting people to recovery so we know generally when people think I'm struggling with substances who do I call it's not usually the police department right so we're trying to change that and say no actually please come in or call us and we'll get you whether we it's won't arrest de- you, we'll help you. right whether it's wow. detox or inpatient or just community-based recovery services whatever so that's something that I've been working on and my intern helped me a lot with that um, she's graduating this weekend but um, yeah yeah we have a couple lined up for August so um, so yeah so it's a lot of recovery services um, if it's you know an income uh, you know if it's income um, or homelessness housing instability whatever then it's connecting them with housing resources or income assistance or you know utility utility assistance whatever it might be um, like we get autistic kids like you've seen on the news that we, an autistic kid his mom called they would call you out for that so it can it can I mean the officers our officers have been trained you know to to handle it, it in the moment too okay. so they know that they can call me um with it being one of me that's why a lot of them come after the fact so they'll you know respond to something and then say hey i think this family or this person could use services so yeah i do i get kids with you know whether it's autism or you know whatever mental health going on um they'll call me and i'll reach out to the family and kind of work with them that way um a lot of times it, it doesn't always have to be in the moment you know if there's something that's a lot of times it's been an ongoing issue and you can look back and see call how however many calls have been generated and then say oh this family clearly needs some services so it is I get juvenile issues um, I get mental health calls substance use um, what's the youngest person you'll deal with or that that you've come across um, oh I, they can I don't know I maybe mean, like five 10. years old six years yeah, old I get like generally yeah I, well a lot of times if it's you know if a family is being referred it's not uncommon for them to have little kids oh, okay. if somebody's being referred like generally they would be a little bit older but when they start you know do like running away or you Doesn't know juvenile services now have a social worker as well didn't we just have the juvenile services yeah. they have yeah they have a couple mental health so workers so they can help the younger kids as well there well and they the probation I mean 
a lot of things, generally, like if probation is involved or a DCS is involved, a lot of times I know that their systems are going to be referring, they're going to be providing resources anyway. So in those cases, a lot of times I can be more hands off. The people that I work with a lot of times are the ones who aren't being serviced by any agency. And so then I would step in. Yeah. So ideally, I'm a referral source. So, you know, in a perfect well, in a perfect world, you know, we probably wouldn't need. Right. <laughs> we That's wouldn't even need. Yeah. <laughs> no, wouldn't even need yeah. my job. But, um, but ideally, I would be a, a referral source, a source. So, you know, with it being one of me, I'm not out patrolling. I do community outreach and things, and so the community. She doesn't have lights on her car. We confirm. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Um, Rumor is she might have a siren though. She right. said yes, but I think she was joking. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, ideally, somebody would call. I would connect them with. What I would tell them where they need to go, give them the info, and they would go and be on about their merry way. Of course, it doesn't work out that way a lot of times. Sometimes it does, and that's great, and I never hear from them again. A lot of times, I will work with somebody really closely for a couple months until they're, you know, well connected and get, you know, what, whether it's housing or a job or um, mental health services or whatever, and I'll make sure they're connected, and then I can be more hands off and just kind of check in. So when so when I have a, like chronic contact with somebody, then a lot of times I'll step in and I'll just do the case management. I'll work with them more closely, but there are still a lot of people where I get the referral, I can call them, say, you know, tell me what's going on, we'll talk for a while, I'll email them a list of resources, check in to get that they get connected, and then good. Hmm. So it, it's totally case by case on how much time, you know, and services somebody needs. Where do you want to take this? Like, in a, in a perfect world, if uh, Chief Bell and Balpo would say, here's all the money, do what you need to do to make this program better, or where you foresee it going, where do you see it going? Lot, uh, towns having five, six social workers, five, six police officers, a balance, or is it a, a, a situation where you have I mean, let's... Yeah, that's a great question. question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think a lot of us are thinking about it and struggling with what would that look like. And I don't think there is a great answer oh. yet as we're still all figuring it out. I mean, it it's something that just now is being more talked about among so many governmental agencies. So, you know, trustee's office just got a part-time social worker. Um, no, Jesse Harper. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Harper on last week. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so as other agencies start doing that, the question, of course, would become what you're asking, do, you know, does it make sense to just keep adding more and more? Does it make sense to do this at a different level? Yeah. I don't know do the answer. Do you countywide and the, 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 those yeah. officers are, you, or are you considered sure. an officer? Or no, just a, social, police social, social, police social okay. worker. Sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> do you have a badge? No, I have an ID. Oh. <laughs> I it's don't have five points. <laughs> <laughs> you get to drive as fast as you want without worrying about getting a ticket? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. see how that well that worked out for the Lake County Sheriff. We're <laughs> <laughs> not in Lake County, although you have a couple houses in Lake County, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I try not to do that. No, I, Actually, I, if I get pulled over, I just show Andy's badge. Then <laughs> <laughs> you get two tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about, you know, I try to be as low-key as possible. One of our um, guys actually said, I, I try to dress, you know, business casual. I dress nice enough that I can be taken seriously in meetings, but not ni not nice to the point where my clients don't trust me. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, I can... Oh, so I, if you dress up too nice, they... Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Be more perception is truth to a lot of people. I mean, whether it's it's true or not, it's perception yeah. is truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's. <laughs> so, what are you? Where are you based out of? You're actually in the new. Well, I say it's the new. I don't know how new the. Yeah, the old uh, vending building. The is that CN, what that was? Yeah. Huh? The what CNA? C, whatever. CNA the, the, I forgot what vending company was, but yeah. 
Yeah, that's before that's my time. Yeah. Oh. Oh, but that's where you're at. Yeah, I'm in the police department. I, I They put me in the conference room anticipating to move me into an office, and I think I've accumulated so much stuff now that I don't think I'm moving. You got the conference room. You got the biggest office. I bet it's bigger than that. She has a skyline. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you out uh, like half the day actually going to clients' houses? Is it a phone job? Is it they come to you job or all of the above? It's yeah. yeah. It totally depends. I spend a lot of time out in the community at meetings or at different agencies. Some there's some places that, you know I can walk in. I think I'm kind of accumulating. I can set meetings at the cafe now. Mm -hmm. um, things like that. So it's it's figuring out how what is accessible to the client and what makes them comfortable. So that's generally not showing up at the police department so I will go oh, yeah. and you know meet with people at the cafe mm -hmm. or meet you know meet people where they are so um this cafe is an actual cat like I thought it was a section inside of a building it it's is it is okay it's, oh, it's, it's okay inside we call it a but real you have access to that the whole time yeah oh that's nice yes. so you eventually well, pastor you might be expanding awesome. services yeah. here it might be another we'll thing that you're <laughs> we'll see well you know once somebody gives me a building around here for my uh, bakery then that I barely own a house and I have four kids but Greg is ready to retire his car is a house you see the car he's driving you gotta fit the about it I, I personally had not met you I think right this was the first time we yeah. met you <laughs> yeah. really embarrassing I've known her for several months now yes because you've been going to this event that I don't get invited to <laughs> and that's every Friday again from four four to eight four to eight just to re reiterate that on the show and actually you know how we we got hooked up with um you got involved with our Porter County uh, Suicide Prevention Task Force. Oh, yes. Part of that too. That's yeah. another hat she's wearing. <laughs> that's how we got. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just kind of snowballed from there. And that's that's a really great task force. I know you guys have done a lot of work and put a lot of stuff out there. I, I'm so interested to see what that mental health study comes back that we use at our. Right. It's next uh, the seventeenth, I think. Is it coming yeah. out? It's ready. They're going to they're gonna meet with the commissioners first at uh, ten o'clock. Yeah, and that that's supposed to be a recap of kind of where we're at as a county. Where do we need? Where do we need help for mental health awareness and um, what they would suggest on where we spend our money? We don't want to throw right. money at the wall and just say, fix the problem. Right. we got to figure out what the problem is first. And I think that's the thing that you're good at, not me. No, I pointed out Samantha for that one. Yeah. And Andy, I'll, I'll share because I'm on that committee with the ARPA funds. Uh -huh. Well, that's one of the things that we're kind of concerned right now about is, um, like Porter Stark came in front of us the other day, and we know, you know, they think they want to ask for $1.3 and they got all these programs. And, a lot of us are like, we need to wait for that study and then really, you know, because they might need more money than, the, you know, the when study might the, say, oh, hey, geez. we need to give $2 million for this yeah. or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, there's a more direct your money here because you're going to have a bigger impact here. Not to right. say it's away from Porter Stark by any means, yeah. I'm just saying, but that's not, right. I'm not the one doing the study. So yeah. it's, it is so important. It'll be interesting, but yeah, we're right, right around the corner with all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we got about two minutes left, so is there anything else you wanted to bring up or cover or plug before you to take off? No, I just appreciate you guys having me on. And anybody, if you want to get involved in any of the reentry work, please, please reach out. I'd love to have you. 
And it sounds like if you if you want to volunteer for anything, she can hook you up with the right oh people. Oh my gosh! Even yes. if she's not the one doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> she's right ahead. Because I got a lot of questions about the foster kids. That's super interesting. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I know we got to get going here. But I'd like her to close us out. No, I, uh, no big deal. We got what, another minute. We got a minute, and that's not going to answer my questions on <laughs> the foster kids. Okay. So. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but this has uh, been Porter County Buzz. Um, again, we'd like to thank our sponsor, the uh, Independent Order of Odd Fellows, and they had a bike giveaway a couple weeks ago, and that was pretty good. And we'll have another one coming up the third Saturday in May, just a couple weeks from now. That's quick. So if you need a bicycle, wow, um, and it's the Living Hope Church in the parking lot from nine to one, and uh, yeah, come and on. If Greg likes you, he'll make sure your wheel doesn't walk. Well, actually, I won't be at the next one. I'll be in Washington, oh, D.C. Oh, then there goes your wheel. But uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> they're all ready to go, unless Andy Bozek works on them. Then, uh, you, know. you don't want that one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I see a lot of wonderful things going on now that the weather's getting warm. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's just a whole new atmosphere. And, and then, too, to let our listeners know, last week uh, when Andy and I got done with the uh, broadcast, we walked outside and smelled a whole bunch of smoke. And that's when the, the VU building uh, caught on fire. So we got front row seats. Mm-hmm. All right, well, everyone have a great week. Otherwise, Greg's going to take us right to the last 10 oh seconds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks right. for having us. Samantha. Thanks, everybody. Thank we'll see you soon. Take care.